You are listening to IPR Radio. I am Shanjay Mukherjee. In today's episode, we speak to Mr. Dipankar Haldar, founder and director at Jalongi.com, on the next blue revolution, digitalizing the fish and seafood supply chain. After the break. Introducing BPPS4 from ABTL, a bioactive protein peptide system comprising of polypeptides produced by fermentation technology involving selective hydrolysis of proteins at specific locations with the help of microbial enzymes. BPPS4 has higher bioavailability and nutrient digestibility, leading to efficient nitrogen retention inside the bird system, thereby stimulating growth and immunity. Good morning, Mr. Haldar. Welcome to today's episode of IPR Radio. Good morning. Set the context of this discussion. Digitalization of supply chains uh, is vital for both streamlining businesses and remaining competitive. Digital transformation is no longer about first mover advantage, but an industry standard. An intelligent supply chain strategy needs three key elements a unified view of demand, a tailored segmentation strategy, and the ability to automate the use of data and analytics to support smarter planning and execution. So in the context of what I have just uh, said, we would like to ask you a few questions today. Uh, The first question being, if the concept of industry 4.0 is to be realized, most enterprise processes have to be digitized. This needs a connected and highly efficient supply chain ecosystem. How do you see this unfolding in the fishery and seafood sector, particularly in the Indian context? See, when you talk about technology or uh, digitization, it's it's actually an essential part of uh, any retail business, you know, uh, or any supply chain business for that matter. When it comes to fish and seafood as a sector, I see there are you know three areas where um, technology can play a very significant role to take it to from the current level to where it can go. Now, first thing is blockchain. You know, so uh, so this is an unorganized, very uh, uh, very non-transparent sector. You know, you don't know what's going on uh, to the fish that you are. Uh, you are consuming at your home. So blockchain is one big area where technology can bring in transparency. It can bring in, you know, the price equalization. It can bring in uh, uh, steps which can reduce food wastage and so on. The mm-hmm. second piece is basically is also linked to blockchain is the supply chain for the companies like ours or the people who are in the back end because it's perishable. So information is basically you know, is, is, is can make a, so much of a difference in managing the time because, you know, for a product which has got like three, four, five days of life, you know, if you are able to use technology to move the product faster using technology, that's the second piece where it will make a difference. Third one is we, we are also talking about moving people from the real world or the real shopping where people come to a fish market and buy and from there, you are trying to move them to an environment where uh, they are just kind of buying online and it's getting delivered. Now, you are trying to change this whole user experience of physical shopping for a 
very touch and feel serious category like uh, like fish and seafood and that's basically where you know augmented realities and those kind of stuff which will give them a kind of confidence that if i can see my fish uh, the by that particular fish i'm buying i'm seeing i'm 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 visualizing this whole uh, cutting and processing you know somehow on my mobile or my device so that's i believe is the third piece in general which where technology can play a single role uh, significant role mm -hmm. okay okay in very interesting now in the e-commerce business in india the e-commerce business is estimated to reach a value of approximately 2000 26500 uh, billion rupees by 2027 with food and beverages being the fastest growing subsector with its obvious advantages of reduced overheads lack of a need for physical storefront and the ability to reach a broader audience what has been your experience with using e-commerce to sell products like fish and seafood you know i my experience with this category is kind of, you know, decade or more than a decade long, you know, I was running a chain of supermarket called spinach in Mumbai, and which had almost like, you know, 20, 30% contribution coming from fish and seafood, but those were like, you know, uh, small fish and seafood section within a supermarket. So that was the first step of transformation from a wet market to a modern format. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, we did the same thing at Walmart, uh, you know, in North, but that was not so much of fish and seafood, but it was, you know, partly fish and seafood, but uh, more of meat because it was in North. So we used to do right. almost like 100 and 140, 150 crores annual business through this uh, non-veg section alone in this one. So when I started this business in 2000, you know, the 2018, 19, you know, mm -hmm. I thought that you know okay the online is a kind of solution you know let's go online and uh, kind of eliminate all those overheads and you have centralization you are delivering from one single place so that your ability to manage quality and is much higher now it it went well it went well uh, especially with the fact uh, that you know in 2019 and 20 we had this covid so where you know you didn't have an option of offline anyway so if i would have started with offline stores uh, along with online or just offline when i started i would be dead by now right so mm. so so i think it it uh, but right now if you really look at it and i've been exchanging note with some of these larger uh, players uh, in the industries uh, especially in our category mm -hmm. i you know, what we realize is that, and I think the pure uh, digital play, a pure e-commerce play is is not really a kind of going to make money uh, because the quality of customers that you have, which come through a digital channel, mm -hmm. uh, I'm possibly making a very controversial statement, but mm -hmm. it is true. And you can see it from the financials of all larger players you know, who are kind of blowing money left and right and center. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, one, the quality of customers and the retention, um, retention of uh, uh, customers that we have uh, in through the digital channel is fairly poor. Uh, so customers will come in, you know, two, three, four percent. You start losing every every month, 
and so it's like you know putting a lot of money and and you know having nothing so one is basically the quality of customer and i think partially it is also due to the quality of interaction that we have uh, with the customer which is very limited we can see mm-hmm. one way right the customer right. is happy right. he stays customer is unhappy he goes you don't know where he went and all that there is no communication which is happening um on the other hand you know we recently kind of started a few stores in ncr delhi and what we realized is that the whole uh, uh quality of interaction and the retention of customers or or the overall kind of you know path to profitability is much stronger when you have a mix now these stores not only does uh, you know uh, walk in customers they mm-hmm. also do online in the close close by area so i think the future of this category because this is a touch and feel category you know this is not like you know a branded category where you know that a pack of a uh, the biscuit from a kind of branded company is 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 good you know at worst case it could be broken but the biscuit will be the same biscuit right sure uh, whereas you know when it comes to you know the fish and seafood uh, you don't really know and this is your main meal right mm-hmm. i i see a kind of parallel with a venture called lenskart you know so mm-hmm. the lenskart again the same story unless you take that you know the frame and put it on your face you see how it looks how it feels on your face and how heavy it is and so on you're not very comfortable right this lenskart right. as a company actually became much more successful when they came up with the physical stores so True. what happens there is your conversion is happening in the physical store your brand is getting kind of recognized and tested and trusted and then people will buy possibly kind of right now the store that we have in dlf a lot of our customers after coming once to us or twice they are actually now saying is um you know okay you know i'm send it home mm-hmm. so and send it home is basically is like in you know, a non store business whether you it's booked online online you know so i think mm-hmm. somewhere uh somewhere is basically is that you know we need to really look at uh, that omni channel as a story right uh, to make a profitable venture in this category at least i don't know about other mm-hmm. uh, categories but this category will need omni channel to make a profitable existence mm-hmm. interesting now just to take off from where we left off on the, in the previous question so at jalongi.com how have you handled customer perceptions with regards to quality and freshness the two biggest prerequisites uh, while buying fish see you know i think the as you said that first level of in any brand is to create awareness and i mm. think the more important part is to generate trial so mm. uh, what we have seen is we i think as a as a business we have tried you know almost all kind of channels the hoarding buses radios and everything else but i think you know what really got us into the business is when we have a happy customer and then he or she starts talking about that their experience with others so mm-hmm. uh, trial is important and once you get a trial give them such a great experience so that you know they will talk about it today people are connected and they will talk about their good experience food is something people like to display and talk about so i think um, you know again i am making a very controversial statement is basically i think overall dependence on this digital marketing for customer acquisition mm. is not a good idea 
okay so okay. You, you need to you need to kind of pace your business well Mm-hmm. So that you know, with a controlled growth, especially for mm-hmm. a perishable category like ours, because what mm-hmm. happens that if I think that I'm going to say 10 lakhs tomorrow, mm-hmm. now, you know, if and I'll get a stock worth 10 lakhs and I sell five, right? Mm-hmm. Now the five lakhs worth of stock is not like it had, it has got six months of uh, shelf shelf life. Shelf life. Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. it gets thrown right, and that that mm-hmm. money comes back. You know, either I kind of I have to overcharge my customer. Mm-hmm. Or I'll have to bear that loss, right? Right. So this business needs controlled growth. This business mm-hmm. needs customer discipline, customer acquisition in a way you have a good quality customer. So we have been lucky to start in a market which is in Calcutta, where the consumption of fish is fairly high. Um, people understand what good fish is, and we have been able to go to the households, you know, through. Uh, uh, through a initially to digital channel and all these channels, people came to, they tried it out, they found us, found, found us to be good. Uh, they found us to be even better in some of the aspects because, you know, one of the points which came up strangely mm-hmm. says that mm-hmm. when I buy uh, 500 grams of prawn in uh, Jolungi, I get 500 grams. And that before buying Jolungi, I didn't know that, you know, 500 grams of fish is so much. Because uh, you negotiate with the traditional, uh, you know, the vendor, and then they will negotiate, reduce the price, but they will do some, you know, hanky panky in the weight. Right, right, yeah. right. So mm. I think people are in general happy. Uh, we also kind of gave that one service which wet market uh, uh, couldn't give is basically we give fish pan ready, which means that mm. you know we uh, cut mm. them to your requirement, we clean them. So, you know, we have heard from enough number of customers that not only uh, our customers are happy, their wives are happy when, you know, the customers are kind of buying, uh, customer is the male, uh, but even, you know, um, uh, even in some cases, what we heard that, you know, the maids who work in the home, they are, they are happier. No, that's that's my way. personal experience. That's my experience as well with uh, buying from Jalungi. Yeah, my maid yeah. is happiest in the house. Yeah, yeah. In fact, you know, I heard it before that there is one lady uh, who was buying from us and uh, mm. her maid went to the neighbor and said that, you know, please take out for, from this, you know, other lady, your neighbor, that where are they buying fish from? But at your home, the work is so much of a pain that I have to mm. so, spend so much of time, uh, uh, you know, the wasting, uh, you know, the cleaning and, you know, uh, washing and all that, your fish. Mm-hmm. And which is cleaning and washing fish is obviously is not a very uh, nice activity. Mm-hmm. It's not a pleasant activity. It's unpleasant even for a fish lover. So it's a combination of all of this. We went to the genesis of, you know, the how what will make a kind of great experience. And we went into solutioning route and we got these trials and then, you know, the one customer got five others and that's how it is and uh, yeah it will be a combination i would say that it will be a combination of um, getting a new customer through your channels um, you know uh, communication channels and and the other one is uh, you know have strong program around your uh, existing customers and you know help them to conduct with it's pretty much like you know uh, you know, what uh, Dropbox did and, or what uh, PayPal did in the initial days, you know, mm-hmm. where you get you get into a viral 
marketing through through a kind of great experience you know i think that's right. basically is a prudent way of uh, growing the business and that's what we had uh, followed all this while um, okay. here and there and and that's what i would recommend for anybody who's in this sector or in a similar sector they want to grow this business right so you were just mentioning about uh, you know the digital communication tools and the digital communication medium so can you tell us a little bit about what you have used uh, what are the roots of communication that you have used to build brandjolongi.com in the sense how much of it has been digital and how much have of com- of conventional media have you used i would say that in overall area to look at it in is basically maybe uh, you know it will be about 50 50 we kind of launch our business with a blitz of uh, hoardings in calcutta and then we had buses painted we had radios and all of that and we also did primarily on the digital side we use primarily facebook uh, mm-hmm. and a uh, little bit of these youtube and you know other traditional guys you know mm-hmm. uh, uh, but you know uh, so if you really ask me is basically it's a comprehensive building a brand because once you go digital um what happens is that you know customer doesn't really know that you know whether you are a kind of you know really a, a serious brand or you are just somebody sitting in your you know garage and you are doing that stuff right so because sure Sure. digital marketing mm-hmm. digital marketing doesn't differentiate a player you can't really do that so mm-hmm. one of the reason why i had gone with the hoardings and all of that because that's clearly says that you know this is a this is a larger brand and this is a brand with a larger intention mm-hmm. so that brings in the trust so i think i would say that we had done newspaper also in times of indias and uh, asia moy and all of that you know so we've done right. all of those Mm. so i would say that you know is basically is that if you ask me what worked and what didn't work i would not be able to tell you mm-hmm. uh, but uh, i would say that you know you need to kind of uh, see digital is one area where we had uh, you can really kind of trace back and your uh, see that you know what has been the conversion and so on you know through technology and you know all the apis and everything else mm-hmm. um on physical uh, yes you can have a direct direct response uh, you know uh, mechanism which is like you put a coupon and specific coupon and then people come back using them and uh, and then they uh, uh, then you know that in how many has come from this insert in times of india or right yeah, yeah. whatever it is hmm. but you know i think on the second part which is the physical traditional media the redemption had been uh, very poor okay which means that you know basically that people didn't look really look at the coupon and come very few people came in so pull up establishing us as a as a as a as a serious brand hmm. so uh, i guess you know is basically is that if i really have to go back and uh, maybe i will cut down some of this physical physical advance um mm-hmm. maybe i will you know i will use certain different uh, elements which is more prudently uh, which means that it's there is a content right so basically right. that you know there are would have been uh, there are some learnings which you have seen between the static content and the video content and all that mm-hmm. and what works mm-hmm. and all that so those are the changes mm-hmm. we will make but otherwise 
you know, the mix that we have could change uh, here and there, but uh, we will need a mix of physical right. world and the digital world. Right, which is, I think, in line with what you've done with physical stores now that you're uh, doing a franchise-driven model now with physical stores as, as well. So Yeah, franchise also... is basically, mm. see, franchise is a route to kind of, you know, get more out of, you know, is... Uh, we still, you know, we are mm. still bootstrapped, and uh, you know, mm. the funded, self-funded with Angel and all that. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a way to scale up. Scale up, yeah. Pretty much mm. like you know, somebody like Wamomo, what mm. they did initially, mm. they went in for uh, mm. franchising. So we have opened our mm. own stores, two of them. Mm. We mm. plan to have about 40, 50 stores uh, in next 12 months' time mm -hmm. in all these markets, and you know, we are looking at maybe half of those stores will come from franchisee. Mm. And the half of half of them will come through our own uh, own way of doing it. And sure. uh, yeah, but we are talking about FOCO model, which means that mm. franchisee mm. will be owning it, but whole mm. operation will be run operation. by us. Mm. Yeah. So because you know there is a challenge of getting cutter, there is a challenge mm. of quality management and so on. So we will handle mm. all of that piece, mm. and it's a good model. I think we are giving our franchises about twenty percent odd uh, return that when mm. they will. Uh, we have not signed up a franchise yet. We are in in talk with you know a few franchises in here and there. But I think yes, the, you what we are saying in terms of the physical world, your store is your advertisement, right? If you right. put a store in a kind of you know say DLF or if you say in a store in a new new town, now it, not only it sells, it also advertises. Mm -hmm. So I think that combination is what somebody has to uh, do that, and you know. This is something that I have done at length, so it gives me a kind of tremendous comfort of in a kind sure. of rolling sure. out 50 stores in a 12 months time or so. Mm -hmm. We will be back with the second part of this podcast after a short break. Introducing BG Pro from ABTL, an intrinsically heat-stable multipotent protease enzyme that optimizes protein digestion and amino acid utilization. A broad-spectrum protease having acid, neutral and alkaline protease activities which work on all protein sources. BG Pro exhibits good thermostability during pelletization process up to 85 degrees Celsius and has maximum activity retention post-pelletization process. Uh, now, in the two years of the pandemic, two, three years of the pandemic, the D2C uh, segment has seen significant growth. So how do you think, uh, what has been your experience with this? And how do you see this kind of, uh, you know, helping the sector grow? I think, you know, it, the, you know, in a positive way, this pandemic period has given people confidence of home delivery. You know, so... I think like we have grown about three and a half X, you know, so basically almost like four times we became during that period. And you wouldn't believe that that point in time, because our supply chain, the back end is strong. We were actually uh, sending out in you know, a row Katla from uh, Sundarban area and send, selling them in, in, uh, in, in Delhi mm -hmm. uh, or Gurgaon because where the, there was no local supply and their trade market was closing down. Mm -hmm. So it had been a great experience in as far as the business growth is uh, is concerned. It had been a, a great, uh, you know, a great change agent for people to get comfortable with home delivery. Mm -hmm. uh, 
however you know it's basically obviously then you know it's 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 something which was a lot of those were temporary so basically is like you know some of the customers went back and you know uh, but i think overall we have grown we have been able to kind of hold on to our growth um we also got in road to customers who otherwise wouldn't have tried fish online at all right uh, uh, so yeah it's been good that way you know um, uh, as a kind of you know uh, induction to home delivery you know store to non stores in scenario okay so we spoke a little bit about your customer acquisition paths and i'll deviate a little bit uh, what are you how do you kind of what's your retention uh, what are your retention routes how do you retain customers what has been the secret of your retention i think see one part is obviously you need to stay with the you know the the stay with what you offer which is basically good quality product and you know which is at a, with a, with a uh, 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 price integrity you know is basically is like you know it's not like you know you be opportunistic and charge people left and right and center based on that based okay. on you know sure. the demand hmm. so one is good quality product uh, you know second is uh, you know price integrity and the customer service so from day one we had a customer service team and who are basically in touch with uh, the the, the uh, you know our customers and they are available on phone call so unlike you know many other players you can actually call a number and you can find out you know what's going on you can place your order and all that so we actually mm-hmm. ensured because we you know we realized that you know this is a serious category right so you mm-hmm. you want to kind of buy a hirsa which is like 3000 rupees or 4000 rupees you just don't want to kind of put your money on somebody you don't even kind of talk to right so sure. think, yeah so we had from day one we had this customer engagement team which are physical team some of them sit in calcutta some of them sit in gurgaon so they are available on phone i think that really helped mm-hmm. um we also kind of you know have a very strong way of kind of speaking to our customer uh, we do you know i i i you know before covid uh, you know i used to make sure that you know is basically that once in a month uh, uh, you know i visit a few customer stores speak to some customers my senior management and the leadership they are also kind of encouraged to do that so we are in touch with your customer that's the only way you can make make kind of relationships and uh, and that's what that's what is been kind of our our uh, strength uh, sure. we are uh, we have never built jalungi as a brand which is like a kind of completely tech brand where you don't have to kind of talk to anyone and we do don't have to kind of interact with anyone no we are just kind of building this brand as a real brand who you can speak to and it has obviously has got the technology interface technology is an enabler but it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a brand of fish and seafood as a category where you can get good fish you can have interaction with them you can get solutions you know we are the brands which basically who uh, possibly the only brand in the category who actually offer no question asked uh, refund even within 3 4 days of and i think 3 days mm-hmm. is what we have put in right mm-hmm. now other other brands if you look at they will if you return their product at their doorstep when you are receiving they will be giving you refund we give mm-hmm. refund even then i mean that's that's come from our ability to source the product and that's come from our customer uh, centricity because we know that you know you know you, you know there are perishable item which may go wrong and then you may realize that you know it 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 went wrong in your fridge 
but sure. maybe it it went wrong because the product was in the borderline case which sometimes you do not really kind of understand with the best mm -hmm. of the ability and mm -hmm. in that case the customer sh should not be penalized and say oh he didn't tell me like within 24 hours because customer will buy it for 3 4 days or so right yeah, yeah and they will sure. keep it in their fridge and if it mm -hmm. goes wrong then you know by all probability it has gone wrong because of us you know okay there are some cases it could be it could be because of the handling at customers end but i think we will we 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 choose to take that on our side and mm -hmm. we choose to kind of in you know, a compensate compensate customer for that you know because i think it's very important to kind of uh keep a relationship rather than kind of you know the questioning a relationship right right great great so mr haldar what do you feel is the role of the fisheries sector in providing food security nutritional security and generating foreign exchange income over the next decade or so on I the slightly you know, large yeah so so one you know the way i look at it is because i mentioned you about this uh, blockchain hmm. now the blockchain is basically is about uh, 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 blockchain is about giving transparency right you know it's basically giving visibility to uh, uh, to the whole supply chain people at all all in so i think mm -hmm. one of the one of the excuse me sir uh, so one of the uh role which which uh, uh which the fisheries and the back end you know uh, mechanism they need to do it is basically is to uh, give access you know to some of the interested companies who can who want to kind of it's basically about collaboration opportunity correct mm -hmm. it's like you know so whether you know so let's start with uh, you know the fishing uh, fish farming Mm -hmm. now fish farming happens in a particular kind of so what are the kind of you know uh, uh, three things that which comes to fish farming one is the quality of seed you know mm -hmm. the kind of seed which is getting you second is in how they are you know what is the environment which is basically is that uh, the water and everything else you know where they are right. grown right that quality and third thing is mm -hmm. basically is how they are getting uh, brought up which is like the feed which is they are given and you know how they are the healthcare is been taken care of in a, you know whatever uh, so these three pieces are basically will uh, will decide whether uh, the outcome is 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 good enough for consumption or not and outcome is also whether it's profitable or not right because then if you have a lot of mortality in between because of any of these three reasons then the you know, farmer is going to lose money right right so there are certain states like andhra and all that they are doing a pretty good job in terms of doing for few products you know they have mm -hmm. a you know both uh, you know seed and you know the you know your uh, growing of fish and uh, uh, post harvesting pre harvesting and all of those methodologies which are basically they are in place more or less right? quite manual but still mm. much better than any other mm. so now one what uh you know the what we can do is basically is that we, if we can bring some of these best practices all across mm -hmm. yeah right i was kind of reading about somebody in uh, i think in the northeast now uh, he is basically is doing carp and he is doing a pretty good uh, job recently uh, and uh, a pretty good job in there now the 
northeast has got a problem of temperature like you know when the temperature goes down to 7 8 degree or so uh, then you have a issue of growth right mm -hmm. so, and that's basically yeah. why in delhi and punjab and north you know mostly they the the farmers are unable to kind of you know uh, be profitable because you know three months four months of their uh, season is season. gone because of winter right now, whereas this gentleman, who's a basically is a graduate from uh, some co uh, that college in College of Fisheries in uh, uh, Bombay, mm -hmm. now, what is he's come up with a solution that in the winter, if you take out the the height of the water, which basically by mm -hmm. another four five feet, mm -hmm. that takes care of the temperature. So it basically it cuts between the you know the surface temperature and the environment temperature and the temperature below, and that actually helps in managing the carp okay. it's pretty much like you know is having an ice on the top and then the fish is down below right so right right there is right. a there is something which catches so this is best practice right mm -hmm. no i think you know so we are a we are a country with uh, you know uh, one uh, diversity in 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 the in in uh, uh, the climatic condition Mm. So that's basically where you know if there is a there is a there is an initiative to make these uh, uh, some of the best practices go across. Possibly the yield will go up. Uh, secondly, is basically that 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 whole collection uh, of fish is basically unlike milk. There is no collection mechanism. This is all run by uh, a very uh, uh, traditional chain. And a lot of cases, they are also like, you know, they're like mafias, you know, so these guys, okay. exploit, yeah, they lend money and then whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's basically so that piece, that piece is where I think uh, one, uh, uh, there is some intervention which is needed. Uh, one piece basically is where I think is basically, you know, in, in which is based on a, a little bit of, you know, trading that we have done, you know, in the last year. Um, what it comes to, because in Europe, if you really look at it, you know, basically the auction happens through, it's a reverse auction, which mm -hmm. means that, you know, the prices comes from the top and comes down. Mm -hmm. Now here, uh, the fish and any other category is, is basically the normal auction. The price comes from uh, uh, from mm -hmm. bottom to up. Mm -hmm. Now what happens there is basically, for example, in a market like Calcutta, if there are like four or five big guys who are sitting there and uh, uh, they decide on a price, hmm. which could be lower than even the farmer's price. I'm just giving an example. Right. So, hmm. uh, and what they will do is uh, they will set the price and the auction will start at that price, say 120 rupees. Whereas, you know, the, the cost of landing that fish is basically maybe at maybe 130, right? Hmm. So it starts at 120 and then, you know, maybe it gets, everything gets sold up or bought by, by 125. The rate can never reach 130, right? Mm -hmm. So the whole, whole truckload will go at, at a negative, uh, you know, a negative uh, realization. Mm -hmm. So I would say that, you know, basically that, you know, that's needed interventions in this sector yeah. about uh, auctioning. And bringing mm. these reverse auctions, which to protect the farmer's price. Right. right. That is one big piece which, which I would recommend and which is happening uh, 
all over the world. And if mm-hmm. I, I had the opportunity to work with uh, Safal in uh, Bangalore in mm-hmm. their auction market, this is way back, like eight, 10 years back, mm-hmm. or maybe more than that. Um, they were introducing uh, reverse auction. Okay. So that is one piece I would say that, you know, is basically is uh, what is needed. Second, I think other piece is that blockchain, what I started with. Mm. That blockchain initiative, along with the private and public, is what I think we need to take it up. Mm. Uh, I've been speaking to the CII folks uh, all this while, and obviously, you know, I also have limited <laughs> bandwidth. Sure. But I guess, you know, that is something that mm. we need to do. Once we do that, a lot of intervention um, uh, opportunities which will come out and that will make sure that uh, that you know there is enough value which is great getting created in the chain and mm. this value can be equitably shared across the chain and making it like a kind of i would say that a model which is as successful as a milk model today in in this country right yeah so traceability and trans transparency basically that blockchain yeah, and, sort and, of, then, uh, and 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 then some big interventions like reverse auctions and reverse you know, auctions Mm-hmm. And and also t- taking charge in the auctioning part of it, and that's how it is. Right. I mean, it's not about making people lose money. Mm-hmm. It's all about that you know make money when you are uh, when you deserve it. Sure, sure, sure. So one last question uh, today, Mr. Haldar, is how do you see the fish and seafood buying patterns evolving in the next five years, and what role? in your opinion, will technology play in driving growth in this sector? See, one, I would say that it will be omnichannel. So people Mm -hmm. will order their fish on phone, people will order their fish on online, people will order, go and visit the fish. Because sometimes, you know, basically is that uh, unless, you know, fish becomes a brand, that will take some time. Mm. Now, package fish and seafood is basically is, is something with blockchain and traceability, maybe people will feel little comfortable of saying that, okay, this is a this is a box of fish I'm buying and I know that this box of fish was, is a fish which was live yesterday. Now, mm-hmm. once we give that kind of confidence, people will move into a packed fish, but that is, I guess, is going to take some time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's basically is I believe is the in the in the front end. So it will be omnichannel. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, technology, I would say that you know the big opportunity will come in through one cutting down the you know uh, the information. And there are see technology stuff which is already happening in various ways. You know, it's basically is like you know I was hearing about uh, you know some project which is happening in Chilika in Orissa where they are trying to. Uh, uh, trying to kind of, you know, put technology to trace movement of fish under the water so that, you know, the farmer can be more productive, right, you mm. know, or the mm. fishermen could be more productive in netting because, you know, they will be kind of for a large water body. It's difficult to kind of spend the whole day and get nothing because you mm. can't see what is underneath. So there is a, mm-hmm. there are some very cutting edge projects which are happening in various parts of the site. But I think the, the biggest role of technology in this business would be to, you know, organize the value chain or the supply chain. It's about uh, price transparency. 
basically today you do not know do, do not know you know what is the different chicken has already kind of as you know that it has moved into where you know that what is that you know uh, the wholesale price and so on right this really doesn't have you know so basically the price transparency technology can bring in so if that auctioning can be formalized through some kind of technology and intervention so that we know that you know uh, a sea bus which is selling in sundarban and andhra and all other places so uh, that will bring in uh, bring in some kind of uh, 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 sharing of equitable value right you know because mm -hmm. today what happens is when you do not have transparency what happens people with um, unjustified information they make more money than the people who deserve it right sure so that is one piece where i would see that things will come in so a player like us and others you know who genuinely believe in you know not in a kind of profiteering um, uh, but rather than kind of building the sector in line of what has happened in mill uh, we will come together and you know bring in the technology you know we've been i've been speaking to some people in nascom side and you know through my friends and all that if we can uh, bring in some kind of uh, companies who are smart with the technologies and bring mm -hmm. some solutions practically speaking there is very little technology in this sector right now Correct. and there is there is a lot to do in the sector on, with the technology and we can do amazing stuff uh, with there the physical supply chain has to be efficient but the technology will make you know information is available technology will bring in as i am saying when i am repeating that transparency mm. and equitability in the whole value chain so i feel pretty good about the way we are going um, yes there have been um, you know, there had been uh, challenges uh, in 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 terms of in transforming the sector as you would have for anyone you know even i'm sure dr kurian had his challenges i'm sure transforming mm. mail Hmm. but i guess you know hmm. because end of the day you know i think i look at that as a, as my lighthouse so uh, right if we are hmm. able to do even kind of 1% of what nddb and amul and dr kurian has done in the hmm. fish we and then there are few people other people who come and join hmm. i think we'll we'll make india proud great wonderful thank you mr halda it was really nice speaking to you today and uh, we look forward to more such uh, interactions going forward thank you so much thank you sanjay and, and and i think it's a pleasure and thank you for inviting me to discussion this is something which is very close to my heart and i would love to uh, not only talk about it but through this interaction if i think that you know if there are other people who are listening to this if they you know they get inspired and they, if they kind of take some of this learning and kind of apply it i would Think that you know our time is well spent. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to IPR Radio. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. Our podcasts are available on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. We're also available at www.iprradio.in.